Hey, folks. Sorry about last year. Sorry. We haven't recorded in a long time. We did do a show in 2021, though. We've done a couple of 2021. Things not, got, it's not very just, many. It's becoming, it got difficult. I Jobs and, I got jobs and. Yeah, jobs and life and just a general, like, yeah. like once you get. What it is, I mean, well, let's be honest. Once you break the chain, it's very easy. That's what I was about to say. Like, what if when you're in a rhythm and you're maintaining it and it's a, and it's habitual, Yeah, it's easy. But it's like anything else. And as you'll learn in the show, alcohol awareness, fucking... You break that chain and you lose the momentum. Yeah. And, you know, I just, we we didn't, like, make a million dollars. And then so Matt like, was the only one. I want to give a shout out. He's the only one that's rubbing our nose straight into the dog shit and saying, get off your fucking asses. Yeah, Matt Matt was the one who was like, it's hey, always I a show? It's can always a show. I need a show. There's nothing going on in Australia other than not having COVID anymore. <laughs> Living like normal lives. Like, I'm back to work. They go, he drives, and does Australian things, yeah. and without COVID. I gotta and, say, uh, during COVID, I learned that Aussies call the microwave the Tucker fucker, and I love it. Can you walk us through that? You, you see the the Nats What I Reckon guy ever on Facebook? I love him, yeah. He's the guy who exposed me to this, and I looked it up, and uh, I don't know why the microwave is called the Tucker fucker, the Tucker fucker, but Aussies call the microwave the Tucker fucker. There's no particular reason. I'm sure you could look at. I'm sure you could Google it. I probably did a year ago when I first learned it. The Tucker fucker. I'm like, but I love that. The Tucker fucker. All right. Well, there, there's that. What I was saying. And I also learned how to make uh, real carbonara from that guy. Oh uh, yeah, I saw his carbonara. Matt, if you don't know what we're talking about, telephysis. 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 Tell us if this guy is. And that's what I reckon is like seems the like newest. A nice, he's seems like, like a nice guy. Well, he's like the newest, most famous Australian. Like he's like, he, he's a big time famous Australian. Yeah, he's, he's like the like who, prior to him. The like the last time I heard of like new famous Australians like fucking like Margot Robbie. I mean, and like prior to her it was like Hugh Jackman, like, a, and Jim Jesus, Jeffries. Come on, man! You're Jim Jeffries, Hugh Jackman, quite a few Margot famous Robbie, Australians since Paul. Oh, what's his name? What's the two brothers? Are there, aren't the Hemsworth fellas? Or they're South African? Uh, no, the Hemsworth brothers are, are Australian, I believe. Yeah, there you go. There's some more. What the then, fucking, what's just Dundee? Just in tennis and golf alone, you've got Cam Smith, you've got... What's Dundee's name? Paul something? Paul Dundee? <laughs> I think that's his name. Oh, it's like Mick Dundee. <laughs> Paul, 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 something. It is Paul something. Paul, I, I, but I mean, like, you're, Bunyan, you're now we're just not. we're literally just reeling off the famous people from Australia that you can think of. Well, Margot Robbie is definitely the best. As far as a bunch women, there. I mean, Olivia Newton, young Olivia Newton. Well, yeah, young Olivia Newton, of course, but like present day. I did go back, by the way, and listen to the Topanga, and. You know, sometimes in life it's important you realize that it's not really a matter if you're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. In this case, it, it was a matter of right and wrong. I'm not compatible. Topanga is just not pretty. <laughs> now, yeah, she was kind of pretty then. You don't have to. You don't have to listen to that episode and then come back to present day and say Maitland Ward is super hot. That's, that's what. Not, I, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. That's I didn't not have, the argument. But that's what. Like, but I, to I, feel, I feel like I was in a defensive position because yeah. you take these positions of, like, that girl's so fucking ugly. When I'm like, that is absurd. You that's, know, like... That's how entertainment works. I know. <laughs> but it's like, I know that I know that's better for entertainment, but I'm also saying, like, you can't just say that because that's, yeah. like, 
There's no way. Anyways. So what you're saying is you saw Topanga and you... No, I have and seen you, and Topanga you, a bunch. I'm saying, but in listening to it now and then remembering that we were in that office right there yeah. looking at those... And, and remember... What I noticed can, was... The frog-like features. You, you noticed the frog-like features. What I noticed was you were finding... <laughs> Quite a few, and my memory of it was like there was only one or two bad pictures. But when you listen to it, you're like, I keep defending pictures, and I don't remember doing that. Because I, I was like making, you know, it was like I was making yeah. a point, yeah. And you'd be like, huh? And I'd be like, well, that was bad, and then I just continue with my point. Yep. And you'd be like, how about? And you'd be like, well, that's like, she's pregnant, you know? And then, like, yeah. and then like, like you know, how many more excuses? Are you Fifteen make? seconds later, yeah. it was like I was having to to lose my track of my point in. Because I was having to defend countless Topanga yeah. pictures. Yeah. So I had to go back and, and look again. And, you know, I see it. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. But I just can't. It was both in the defensive posture and saying, like, compared to Maitland Ward, I don't think there's much of an argument. No, of course not. But that, you know, that's, that's the way it went on that particular day. i got to figure out a way to rest this fucking thing. Just, there you go. No, but it'd be like if somebody said, I think Courtney Love is so fucking hot. And you're like, really? Let me pull up some photos. Like, you'd, like, you'd be like 20 deep before, you know, like, really? Still? Still? Okay, let's look at another one. Yeah. Like, you don't have to look at Elvira too long to know that that's the longest pussy you've ever seen. <laughs> Even the ones that have been... Or yeah. The real ones are bad. The doctor ones are ridiculous. But yeah. you, anyways, enjoy this. Con- it's fucking off the cuff. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, that's all I right. liked the uh, I, I liked the uh, fucking the the storage storage wars. Yeah, because I think there's an idea there. I don't want to blow the main progress here, but I, I think it's endless because I think yeah. there's like let's show. You know, the only real if if you were sitting in an office, you would just say, "How do you make storage wars better?" Is like let's make it real. Yeah. Whereas, what does that mean? Well, we'll just bring real people in here to bid on things, yeah. and they're going to think, here's the best part, that it's like just like Storage Wars. Yeah. So they're, in their mind, they're becoming characters. They're just yeah. fucking, they don't know we're not going anywhere with this. They also don't know, and they're like, well, what about the locker? But that's real, too. Yeah. And they're going to be like, what do you mean? It could be anything there. Be, it could be. <laughs> it could be anything in there. could be a tricycle or a box full of dildos. But it's... <laughs> It could be Christmas ornaments yeah. and like not the good ones, the to ones me, you buy at Cracker Barrel. To me, you expand on it, you make it real, but then you also bring in a Tosh.0 element where we're commenting from the outside. What do you mean, like we're there? Like you film real storage wars, right? And you and that's in the can, and then the show is you and I Tosh.0 <laughs> style watching it, mocking <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> So we make the re- oh look they made a bid uh, I would love it I if- saw a card table in there <laughs> so I that's the thing. Some money. okay so that it- means he gambled that means he likes money so there could be money in there <laughs> look at this fucking my thing. name's Daryl uh, Daryl Funk <laughs> oh that I is like a funny <laughs> kind of just blew the surprise for later <laughs> I like this one <laughs> the dumbest fucking part about that show is when they go through it and it's all shit like oh but this piggy bank this piggy bank <laughs> And then they go to some fucking dumb hole in the wall. So like, oh, this piggy bank. We'll give you $50 for it. I just made my money back. I made my money back. Wow, what great entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, enjoy. Enjoy. Holla. Holla.
I don't know what the sound quality is going to be like. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if I remember. I don't even know if I remember how to edit these. So like, we might do this, and they may never even make it out. We don't even have listeners anymore. We're going to have to like text people and say, "Hey, check your phone. Check your phone. There's a podcast up. It's been a year." Oh, and by the way, it's not a good one. So welcome back. I don't, I don't know if anything we should uh, tell Matt. I just, I just. Uh, yeah, I was already in that state. It could be... I feel like I might have wasted my good energy on the the laugh. It's just that I got here, mm-hmm. okay, and we were talking. Good yeah. thing we got our golf talk out, because no yeah. one wants to hear that, that fucking dog shit. So, uh, Fuck, it's hot in here. You know, someone comes in, ring-a-ding-ding. Yep. Business uh, card customer. I, I'm not... New fellow. It's not like I'm listening. Right. But there's no one here. Yeah. And uh, so I'm chipping. And then... I hear like music band talk, and I was like, "Oh, is this, I, I must be a friend," because you mm-hmm. said that you weren't really doing anything, you didn't have anything on the on the schedule. And then I started listening because then I don't. I was trying not to laugh, but when I heard music start to play, I think he volunteered some music for you to listen to. He did, and then I had to reciprocate. Now, before we continue with this, mm-hmm. how I don't want to. Upset a potential listener. How close is this person? Uh, that's the first conversation I've ever had with him. But I could get to know him, and who knows, maybe even join a band with him. So, oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. He started playing that music, and I started laughing. And what was funny about it was, in my mind, I had this image of the of like how we would talk about what he was playing, the, mm-hmm. the piece of music I was hearing. And it just couldn't have gotten any better because right before he got up and left, I turned the corner here to go wash my hands and, and I looked at him and I was like, oh. Because in my head, I was hearing the song from The Sopranos when Adriano LaServe's shitty old ex-boyfriend, Ricky Santini, yeah. was playing. And there's no chorus. Mm-hmm. And I had the song. Because <laughs> I, I was like, that. now listen, that's what was in my head. Right. But when I turned the corner, I was like, God damn, that's like Richie Santini, <laughs> but he's 25 years older. He just yeah. looked exactly like with his hair out. And I was like, this same shitty song. So the good news is, if you join the band, <laughs> I... Uh, I think it's an improvement. <laughs> I'm not talking ill. I'm just yeah. saying from what I heard in the back, mm. Richie Santini could use your help. I mean, I played for him shit that I made up during quarantine, and he seemed impressed by it, one musician to another. That's the thing. Like, if you if you know how to not only play music but record it, Wait. you can hear the potential in something even if it's not impressive. What was I that. hearing? What did I hear from the back? Whose music? Was that you strumming a guitar, or was that a piece of music, or was that... I like, don't know. Did you hear what he played and what I played? I, what I'm trying to find out now is before I shit on any more music, <laughs> am I shitting on your music or his I music? I don't know, because we played I, his Who played mine. the first bit of music? His was first. His was first. Yeah. That's Richie Santini. That's okay. the song that I was like, oh, I don't know what's going okay, on Okay, well, there. just to clarify, his, of, of what was played, his was the only one with singing. My shit that I made up during quarantine was all instrumental. When you're sitting around, you don't jam, make up some lyrics, and just throw it out there. No, because I don't. I feel like I, it's it's sarcastic, bro. <laughs> I, I don't. I wouldn't. You know, people that listen to great songwriting, and you can you always know a great song mm. or a great songwriter, or whatever. But I, I I can't 
you have to imagine let your, <laughs> the level of creativity. It's not. It's it's to well, me. It's akin to, to yourself. You have to let yourself be vulnerable in a way that is very uncomfortable to write lyrics. Not only to write them, well, let's be, but then sing them for people like that. Like like sincerity. People like that's what that's the thing that get you get laughed at the quickest for. So it's like I'm fucking gonna dodge that. You can make up a diddle on the guitar and someone will be like, Oh, that was cool. Make up a diddle yeah, on you the diddle guitar. Diddle a kid with a guitar. Diddle a kid with a guitar. <laughs> but if you like diddle a kid. Like imagine a for kid. a moment that you decided you wanted to write a poem. Okay. And then Love a hypothetical. And then imagine for a moment that you decided to read it aloud to a room full of people. Um <laughs> and like what's what's like like that feeling in your gut while you're would doing I do, it? Would I know? Let me ask you this. You got someone, like ten... some, hold on. Someone asked me to write a poem. Mm. That's all they do. Now let's say, are you saying that after that's done, I'm they're gonna spring the whole and now you have to read it? Or do I know that I'm gonna be reading this poem? No, no, no. In this particular hypothetical, you wrote a very So listen. So that's what I'm saying. Is there the information? Do I know? No. I do not know that this poem that I've been asked to write. When you wrote this poem, it was, it was, you weren't even asked to write it. You wrote it with the assumption that you'd only be the, you'd be the only one who ever knew it existed. And then fucking Leah Leah saw it and she's like, oh, you need to read this in front of a group of people. (laughs) What 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 would it take to read something and be like, no. You're reading this in front of a large audience of people. <laughs> you know, like, well, how... Fairway. Oh, fairway. <laughs> how I long to be on thee. From rough to green, I find it thee. Goodbye, ball. You are forever lost to the wood. Provy one, nevermore. I should have bought a Dunlop. <laughs> Kirkland Ball, oh Kirkland Ball. Oh Kirkland Ball, oh Kirkland Ball. <laughs> when I lose you uh, to the pond, I do not care. Uh, that's you actually touch on where I was going with it with your with your golf one without <laughs> me having to go there. Because my point would be even in this hypothetical, I'm not a poet. I don't think like poet. Mm. I don't envision words or sentence structure right. or adjectives in poet in poetic language. So even if I was asked to write a poem, <laughs> it would end up like that. So my problem wouldn't be that I would be so vulnerable. My problem wouldn't be vulnerability. It would be like, oh, you fuckers, you told me to write a poem, and I wrote one about fucking uh, Gabby Carter. <laughs> like, fuck, I didn't know. I was like, oh, Gabby. Ooh, speaking of that and golf, when we were playing golf on Saturday, everybody kept lipping out putts. Dad, me, Banks, it was just everyone was lipping out putts. Mm-hmm. And around the fifth or sixth, I was like, we fucking call this Riley Reed Day. <laughs> and, and, and Brian was like, why? Because we're all lipping out big time. Oh, how is she, by the way? She's, She's married. Like, I know. We talked about that. She seems happy. Part. I'm still waiting to find out if this is like a fucking Joaquin Phoenix, I'm homeless and a rapper bit. Like, wait a minute. Oh. Oh right, right, right. The Joaquin. Yeah, he went kind like, of he sold it. He sold it for like yeah. two years. Like, no, this is me now. What an actor, though. Speaking of, yeah, go ahead. And uh, then I, one day it was just like, oh yeah, that was all a bit. Are you so saying I'm, I'm waiting the, to find out the that marriage Riley to marriage the is a Soviet bit. is a bit? Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the. Do you think shoot a, a Russian would be like if they heard that on a pond? Would they be offended if I was like her marriage Soviet? to that Soviet? Is that 
You know, would that be like an insult? That's not. Or would they? Honestly, at this point, (laughs) it's almost like a. It's cool, right? Wouldn't there? If if you were, if the Russian inverts of us that are doing this pod thing of ours over there, yeah. You know, it's not like you've got Putin. That's a thing. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, you might appreciate this analogy. I, I. I've abstained from all political news for a good long while, but the other night I saw that Quentin Tarantino was on Bill Maher. I was like, I want to see, I want to see that interview because he just wrote a novel, and I, I want to, I want to watch it. And I ended up watching the whole show. And at the end of that particular Maher, it's the first one I've watched like in a year. He he basically compared us to Soviet Russia, like us present day to Soviet Russia then, and the whole jag. And you'll appreciate this was about. Alcohol consumption in America. I saw it. Yeah. And like you know, you can't even like fucking. You walk into a grocery store there, and it's like sip and shop, have some wine while you shop here. It's like he's like, we can't go to the fucking movie theater. You can't take your kids to Chuck E. Cheese. God forbid you go to a Discovery Zone and they don't have beer on track. <laughs> and I, his point that he kind of alluded to but didn't come out right and say it's like fucking North Korea or the Soviet Union. Like I just keep them drunk and they won't really give a shit about how bad it is. Yeah. And I was like, there is some truth to that. Like, you fucking, you walk through life with a little buzz, and I don't really give a shit that you don't have as much money as you would if you applied yourself a little harder. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of broke, but I feel good right now. <laughs> you know? Well, I feel that, uh, I mean, I don't know how we would, I guess it was the Soviet thing. The Soviet thing is what brought I don't want to get away from Riley too far, because that's the real, we're back here. Yeah. For, for, for for all intent and purposes, we're we're back, so yeah. we need to stick to Riley more than we stick to Soviet Russia things. But I did see him talk about that, and I think he's kind of piggybacking on what everyone is saying. I, I, if there's something to take positive positive out of that, there seems to be people saying much the same thing. I, I've read many articles. SNL's really been pounding on it. They had yeah. two great skits about the mom posters. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah. Where she keeps pulling out. It's her gifts for her birthday, and all it's they all are wine stuff. is wine. It's not even wine stuff. Yeah. It's the the bullshit signs you see at Target and mm. say it's wine o'clock somewhere, or <laughs> you know, and they just got. Progress- I love my red wine. Right, and so in these, they just got progressively worse. Yeah. It was like I'm not throwing up at two p.m. on a Thursday. It's just wine. I heard you know, like <laughs> I have a dependency. They got more and more progressive. I'm not as thick as you, drunk I am. <laughs> and it's just while while what I'm a what Mar was talking core. about was access. <laughs> yeah, what. SNL was talking about is how we not only do not only the access, but how do we um, justify it yeah. to ourselves and to our well, yeah, it just and, it just kind of became the norm over a period of time. I remember being a fucking twenty years old and sneaking Bud Life or Budweiser Tall Boys in the movie theater to, to get drunk, but I was twenty. Yeah, and now you can go to Regal or AMC, and it's like, hey, do you want a beer before you walk in? We have it. Well, IDs are. Come on in. <laughs> Fucking buy some AMC stock, too. Hey, listen. Uh, no, I, I mean, we'll spend this time on it. I'll say this. I, I, I said to Leah, when I watch internet videos at night, um, porn, not porn. Okay. I, was gonna, I was just following up with unrelated to porn. So the other 20% of the time that yeah. I'm watching things on my phone at night. Yeah. And at night is relative. <laughs> so uh, the other 20% I'm watching, like, YouTube videos, golf, golf sidekick, stuff like that. It, you know, the ads, you get a skip button now, so they're not like a thing. Mm-hmm. But 
it's just so consistently alcohol that oh, I yeah. that I wonder. It's like I don't have an alcohol like my phone wouldn't know that I'm in it wouldn't be tracking me at liquor stores it doesn't see me making purchases on alcohol right so it's just to me it's that one thing that screams I'm not being cookied based on my activity this is just blanket this is just this is culture. based it's based on my age yeah and um where I live right? yeah everything they take everything they know and they I've just it, so they assume mm-hmm. that I'm a drinker right and every Commercial is so consistently alcohol related, almost all liquors. Now, that's on the internet side. Your TV, you don't see as many liquors, but you see high end liquors and then you yeah. see a lot more beers. But now, that I this was my main point of all this the <laughs> the influx of seltzers, mm, oh the, yeah. dip, the brand, yeah. uh, the brand variety. And the brand flavoring is no different than Jewel just got hit with a $40 million uh, settlement. They, they have, or a judgment. So this is not a lawsuit. They have judgment. Jewel's can't sell any of the flavors. Right. All that bullshit, cotton candy, all the shit that was so obviously marketed to your 18-year-old Jewel you know, vapor. Yeah. They're going to get hit. But these, it will happen the same with the seltzers. But regardless of all that, I want, this is my point to Lee. I said, when I was coming up, when you were coming up, mm-hmm. alcohol was cool when you got to that certain age, high school, mm-hmm. even though you and I had been around it, <laughs> let's be honest, with yeah. beer cans piled up you know, forever when we, our parents would hang out, only on the weekends. I never didn't live in an alcoholic home. I don't think you did either. No. But it was certainly around. It was socially acceptable. The beaches yeah. in Panama City are a great example. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, Roy had a buzz while me and your dad and dad had a buzz driving us. <laughs> my dad drove his buzz to everybody's yeah. Panama City. Yeah, no, you, I've, I've been that dad. Yeah. You get drunk on the beach, <laughs> you take a little bit of a nap, you take a shower, and then... You're still... And you're you still know, but you know, like, we're only going to go 15 miles an hour. What's the worst that can yeah. happen if I go down to Shuckums with a good day buzz? Right as long now? as we recognize that there is the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. But what we do, we're not, ju- we're not here. To, I'm not justifying. I'm just yeah. telling you how it was. But the point being, when the time came for me to in- enter into the contract, if you want to call it that, with alcohol, mm-hmm. my first big withdrawal from that bank uh, was Evan Williams straight drinking it with coca-cola from a two liter so i had the bottle and i was trying to look cool that was i all i hadn't done it i'm at the cool kid's house his hot sister's here these are cool kids i'm gonna drink from this bottle yeah and i'm gonna drink from this and it seemed to garner a reaction and i became a funny 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 guy again ha 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 Laughing, then it reached this guy with the Evan Williams bottle is pretty funny. And then 30, check out this bitch. Yeah, basically, and then thirty <laughs> minutes later, I turned into the this bitch guy because yeah. I just lost all sense of, uh, you know, the moral or not moral, but the filter was gone. Yeah, and I was talking to his sister who was like in college by then. I was like seven, sixteen, seventeen. I was like, "You're so fucking hot, beautiful." Her boyfriend sitting right there, like no filter. Yeah, and they were like, "Her boyfriend's right there." I was like, "I don't give a shit." I know I'm sweaty, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is not the best me, but uh, it's like Dennis hitting on a woman after he's just been taking his make off, just bad, you know, makeup gone. But and then not fifteen on. minutes later, I threw up on my arm. My ex- first experience with alcohol was intense. It was very yeah. distilled, no pun intended. It, 
and I threw up everywhere, and they they hosed me down without what they didn't know at the time was, thank goodness, a malfunctioning pressure washer, so it wasn't fully on. Right, so you didn't lose It was skin. broken. I didn't lose skin, but I had this red-ass rash where this thing had just, it did get the puke off, but again, and they had left me outside. I woke up at 6.30 in the morning with the sun cresting that right. first morning. It was awful. And now what I think? didn't drink again. I, <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. I did not have an alcoholic beverage again. Five years, four, maybe mm. five years. I mean, the, the and when people would say, "You don't want a beer," this, I'm 20 years old. You don't want a beer? No, man. <laughs> like I don't, I don't drink. Oh, but you smoke. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking pothead. I mean, I went all yeah. in on pot. That yeah. was my thing. Was like, fuck that drinking shit. I'm doing this pot thing because fuck, you know. And that deteriorates. You know, you gotta you realize. Oh, all right, I can drink. Doesn't have to be fucking Evan Williams. And would, it's just funny how I, I got to back the whole handle. The long and short of my, the long and short of mine is I got back there before I said like nah I just did this shit all over again yeah. only this time I did it kind it's of a long longer idea. yeah yeah For, and I actually did just stay there with the yeah. handle and the coke well that's the age old question from an early but, pod episode when you were still drinking was is alcoholism drinking to excess every time you drink or is it just drinking a little bit every day hang on to that now I do want to talk about it but the the moral of that story is. It's not my story of how I went five years without drinking because I had that bad experience. Mm-hmm. The moral of this story is these kids aren't going to have that. Their their introduction into oh, yeah. their introduction it's into this game. Water. It's that is that yeah, is, this is it's this with alcohol. This is I don't like these. I got suckered into it. This is for the listener. This is a Spindrift sparkling yeah. waters. And I'll tell you, I'm I'm a connoisseur of sparkling waters. Those have fruit in them. I don't like it. That's because that actually, like, pour it out of pink. I know. It's got fruit I know, I've in seen it. it. There's real fruit in it. <laughs> I'm not a like, fan. Um, the Monday Night Brewing Company, they are making a seltzer. And to their credit, they do advertise that it's not made with ethanol, the gross way that Bud Light and everyone else makes it. But if you crack one open, it tastes just like that. You would not know it was 4.5% alcohol by volume. That's my point. These kids have an... Uh, their variety of access. We had access, but mm-hmm. their variety of entry points yeah. is so vast and so friendly. Yeah, I was telling Leah had much the same story as me. Her first introduction into hard liquor was Jack Daniels without a filter with mm. some Pensacola people. I can't even imagine. Mm. So it's much the same story. We had these very bad entries into hard liquor and what hard drinking is. These kids aren't going to have that. Yeah. They're coming into this world where a sundrift will get you. I mean, they're at the lake and they're fucking Instagramming and they've got their fucking law, no laws on cloud, all the dumb shit. It's funny and we've done it on the pod, but it's also dangerous yeah. because everything about this is like just tow, tow the water towards alcoholism. Yeah. Prior to your non-drinking, had you had any Truly's, White Claws, what have you? Uh, no, because... Uh, my drink was... I didn't well, see the I, need to soften anything. Yeah. Well, I'm just asking because I remember there's a... I've never tried an alcoholic seltzer. There's one that's made with vodka. My parents like... I forget what it's called. Noom, Noom or something. I, I mean, I've remember. seen them all. Um, that's I, my other point is that I, you cannot be away from them. The reason I bring it up, the alcohol that they're... It's, it's sugar. It's It's... They sort of speed up an alcohol distilling process with sugar and ethanol, and that's what they put in White Claw, Truly, Bud Light Seltzer, Miller Light Seltzer, whatever. The only one that I can think that's not quite like that is, is the one I'm thinking of my parents' bought that's actually made with vodka, so it's actually liquor and soda. It's not sugar alcohol. But I remember 
I don't mean all alcohol is sugar. So what, I don't, I'm not here to, do, to have chemistry class either. I'm just right. saying I don't understand your process, but I assume what, what you're well, saying what I'm is, saying is you have a higher sugar content in one. Well, no, it's, it's not even a sugar thing. It's 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 like like drinking bourbon versus drinking soda with ethanol in it. Like that's kind of the difference. You know, like you could smoke a Camel filter or you could smoke a Cool. That's got fiberglass in it. Like they're both cigarettes, but that one's a little gnarlier when you break it down. My point is, I, out of curiosity, I don't know, a year or two ago, I bought some White Claws and I got a good fucking day drunk out of it. And I felt like hammered shit the next day in a way that I have not felt before from drinking. That the alcohol that they use to make that is different than the fermentation process with beer. It's different than distilleries with spirits. It's just fermented sugar with ethanol. It's fucking gross. And so, to your point, these kids, they have easy access to it. But their hangovers will be worse? Is that what you're it's saying? It's nastier. Like, okay. that shit's gross. Well, maybe, that, anybody maybe, maybe that's actually a, a plus in the positive box. Yeah. Because I was thinking in terms <laughs> of, like... their lesson quicker? <laughs> well, yeah. the, you know, the worse the hangover, the better. Oh, yeah, in my opinion, the lesson like, should be you. learned. And as we know, I didn't learn till later. Yeah. I, that lesson didn't come for me. But when it came, it came. It was a... You know, it was <laughs> fucking the name of the show. And when it came, it came. And it came big. It came big. But yeah. Uh, it got stuck in my shin That hairs. gives me some hope then. Because I, I hope that the ease with which it goes down is mirrored by the... Oh yeah, White the, Claw goes pain down easy. With which it causes the the I still I give I gave credit to Monday Night earlier because they do specify we don't make ours the shitty way we make ours a slow less profitable way that's cleaner, but even those like it's like drinking a Spendrift and if you have three or four of them you're feeling pretty good but the the I just every time I've had a Truly or a White Claw or any of them if I have two or three I'm like I feel shitty. I don't feel like I have a fun buzz. I just feel shitty. shitty. I wish I could go back in time and, and order a Miller Lite instead. <laughs> like, if I was going to come to this event and have a beverage with alcohol in it, I would rather have a shitty beer than this gross fruit this. water. I love this. Like, what's awesome about this is imagining... What I love about what we've created is, like, when I see you now in pictures on online, I have a much more clear understanding of the mental conversations that you're having with yourself. Mm. So this just allows me to, to have so much more fun with it. Like, those pictures I'll sometimes take of you on family yeah, vacations where, where I'll zoom, zoom in. Because I get ready really... for a lot because I'm going to Folly Beach in two weeks. Good. And I, I, <laughs> you should really hook up with Bono. And, but you should, you know, I really I revel those moments. But that kind of inner dialogue, you're like, I wish I could go back <laughs> yeah. and not do anything else. I like to think about that. I wish I could go back in time and order a Miller Lite instead <laughs> of the... <laughs> Yeah. Well, what's fucked up, to your point, it's becoming part of the culture. Like, fucking, if I wanted to order a Yeti can cooler right now to keep my beer cold, the first, like, ten I'm going to see on a Google search are skinny cans made for White Claw. Oh. Like, they're like, this is where the culture's moving. Every once in a while, too, on this note, I feel like I have, like, a an outside-the-matrix view of the world. I, uh... Ooh. I was dropping. I dropped Banks off at a gas station because he was going in to get some dip. Prostituting? Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. He was going right, in to right. get some dip and a jewel pod. Got to get off that dip, too, man. It was you really, really funny. Got that day, I actually took a pouch from him. I was like, I haven't done this in a long time. And, Don't do uh, it. It's 
What do you have in your hand? These are the little salt packs. Replacement dip. Well, hey, anything's better than that. Point being, while I was sitting in front of this Circle K, like... Sucking that guy off. Yeah, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm Vito, by the way. While I'm, while I'm facing the storefront, the storefront... I mean, this is the way every gas station is, but the storefront is littered with dip deals and a cigarette and what made what made it stick out in my mind was there's a cigarette brand I've never heard of like Inglewoods or something oh yeah those are the good ones um, and then like right next to that honey is, dipped is two, two for wood two for one Miller like tall boys and it's just like the whole fucking storefront and there was for a moment I was a little day buzz because we just got done playing golf um, and I had beers on the golf course but I'm sitting there looking at it and I was like you know this would be the perfect opportunity for a conspiracy theorist to get in my head and paint a they picture. Like, they are keeping us sick. Sure. Look at, like, this whole fucking storefront is littered with, like, shit, like, bad dip, bad cigarettes, bad beer, and it's cheap. It's like, all the shit's, like, killing us. And I even, I still and drink it's beer. Got, and, like, and it's got federal tax stamps on it. Yeah. It's like if there every is one a, of those things is federally regulated. There was a part of there's a part of me. It's like if there is a them, not necessarily the government, but if there is a them, if there is an elite eight figure income earning class that needs the proletariat working class to stay sick and poor, like this would be the perfect time to sell me on that conspiracy theory, just based on this gas station's fucking papered windows with all this legal poison. Mm. It's like, you know, and we had just come from McDonald's, too. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, like, I feel sometimes I feel... Two day drunk golfers with, with Well, and in mouths. fairness, the, McDonald, the McDonald's was for Boone. It was his last meal. Um, it was like, oh, why not? Let him go out with a bang. That's right. Get a bang. Um, and the sad thing is he was too far gone at that point. It. He did have the ice cream, but he oh. didn't want the other stuff. We got him a dream cone with some chocolate on top. He was all about that, but he didn't want the bacon double cheeseburger. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But like, I was like, if there is a them keeping like the working class of America sick, like this is how they're doing it. Like, look at this, and and like people are walking in and out buying it. Yeah, it's like by the by the tens, and yeah. Banks was one of them. Yeah, and I've been one of them. We're all of them. No, no one here but it just, outside of that class. It made me like think like I don't think that pe- like people think like that they're doing well. Like there's probably a guy pumping gas right now who's going to walk inside a minute and gets camel lights and uh, and a six pack of beer or whatever, and he owns his own business and he just started making six figures a couple of years ago and he's got a new truck and his life's great. What he doesn't realize is that he's part of this mislabeled middle-class rat race where he's not really in the middle. He's kind of somewhere in the bottom in terms of the hierarchy of income in this country, but because it's it's like North Korea. Keep them drunk, keep them happy, and they won't really pay attention to how fucked up everything is. It's why the pandemic was so eye-opening to me. Yeah. Because it's when those things are taken away from you. Mm-hmm. When you take away those small pleasures, which to me are always... They're never on accident. Nothing's ever on accident. There's, you know, there's a reason we love, you know, it's in the South, it's football, it's sports, right? It's, yeah. There's a reason that that was played last year, in my opinion. And I, I think there was probably a lot more negative tests or positive tests than, I just, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just thinking, I think they're aware of when you take away beer, which you wouldn't, they know the rules now. Yeah. Prohibition spelled that quite quite clear. Can you imagine the new type of criminal that would be created if they were to try to do a 
a new a second day a prohibition. Lot of women in East Atlanta, <laughs> but you know it. It's just I I don't. Everyone's journey is their own. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is not. It's like I'm always telling Leah because she looks at it through such a and as the six six seven listeners know she looks at it through a spiritual lens and I, I always I say that's fine to look at it through what, that way but alcohol isn't the devil right it's not the evil it is the exact same as the misconception that that you always hear money is the root of all evil we all know that's not true it's the love of it's the the, the desire for that is the evil mm. not the I desire blank that you know whether it's cash whether it's alcohol whether it's cocaine those things in of themselves <laughs> cocaine maybe anything super synthetic is probably shitty but cash is one of the, like the big yeah. one yeah. and then alcohol is super is super it, what they just did a Rogan about this this is another reason why I'm you're seeing I'm seeing the conversations kind of expanding on the subject is because like if you have if, if everyone already knows it to begin with, and I think we do, I, I think America knows it has a drinking problem. Yeah. I, I think we do. And once you, once you know that, you, you can step back and you get an idea. That, if Joe Rogan does a show about it, there's like studies now. They're yeah. going, you know, and now it's, you see it broadbanded, you see it all over the place. But we can't, it, it's such a double-edged sword. Yeah. Because... It's, it's like anything else, just like po- population, just like pollution, just like drugs, wars. The last hundred years has been so, so vital to understanding. Mm-hmm. Humanity doesn't pr- progress as we know it without alcohol. It's provided both sustenance and the socio-political. There's really no other way to look at it. I, I was going to say so, just social in general, but cultural ties... We've used alcohol, and they, they took it back. The guy on Rogan, he took it back to when ancestors 350,000 years ago, our, our, our direct ancestors, were short on food, and it looks like they started eating fruits that had fallen and were un, already ripened and turning. Mm-hmm. And, of course, those were being fermented, yeah. and they were alcohol. So they get all fucked up. It's like you see it on animated shows, like in that they have this in the Good Dinosaur on Pixar. They they eat some of this fruit not knowing. Oh yeah, and they, trip. And they fucking trip. Yeah, basically what the I mean what was happening. This ancestor, this common ancestor we had. That's how we have everything. Somebody somewhere was like, "Hey, let's eat those mushrooms." Exactly. That's exactly. It really is. We're a mistake. <laughs> we're we're a, a series. In the trillions of mistakes. Yeah, everything Just, is champagne. Right. Founded on an accident. So, you know, our ancestor, this, this, whatever, and he, this ancestor was vying against all types of others. This particular one could take in alcohol at 50 times X as all the other species. They mm. couldn't do it at all. Yeah. And they found out not only did he get drunk, but it was like, give them a food source mm-hmm. that they could eat. In hard times, that the other people couldn't, because they would just make them alcohol poisoning dead. Yeah. So it's we are it's quite literally founded on the ability to imbibe alcohol. Our mm-hmm. systems are made to break it down in a certain way. Yeah. And when you look at it over time, we we have used it to form governments, to form societies. We've used it for an incredibly important 
uh, cultural important. They're, they're now saying Gebekli Tepe that you always hear on Rogan and on Graham Hancock, which was, you know, are you familiar? It's a 10,000-year-old site that predates when we had agriculture. Is so, it older than Machu Picchu? Yes, much. Do you want to go there, too? I, to go, I would go. I would go to Machu Picchu before I'd go to Gebekli Tepe, only because Gebekli Tepe is like forty minutes away from three different war zones, and that's why no one's actually there working on it right now. Whereas, you know, well, you're out. Whereas Machu Picchu, there is no. Yeah. It's just South America, We're which is that. kind of a big continent of a war zone. Yeah. If you're going at it from your perspective. Yeah. But Gebekli Tepe is incredibly important. So for the seven people who are listening, if you don't know. It predates the agricultural revolution. So this is this humongous complex, massive stones. Like we don't, there's no understanding of how they did this because to do this, it's one of the weird ones where it it says to some person like Graham Hancock that there must have been a society that once existed and was obliterated in his mind by comets, asteroids. Like a society of giants or something? No, just could be a society of normal humans, but they had introduced some type of either technology. that. The point is, this is 5,000 years before the pyramids, mm. and they're building these massive structures that don't have any reason to be there, and they appear to be places of congregation, not churches, mm-hmm. places of just coming togetherness with a lot of drinking. They're now thinking, mm. thinking is how now these are more like... What do you call like uh, kind of like we don't really know what Stone Stonehenge was, but we assume that it was like a pilgrimage made yearly for the solstice because right. it, it matches to the to the stars. So does Gebekli Tepe. Everything's mm-hmm. aligned astrologically. So the what idea is? is that early these would not. That's the point now. Hunter gatherers. These are not farmers. This is not the system that's built what we have become. Right. This was our early early ancestors who were disparate hunting, gathering, trying to, to maintain a living on the land, living with seasons. Yeah. The fact that they would uproot and could go to a place like this is astonishing that, that, that this place would be so big and so many would come. So now we don't have any answers for why they're doing that, but they're starting to think that based on what they're seeing on the site, you know, wine-smashing pits, the certain carvings, the, you know, it was like, this is like a looks like a massive party spot it's not a place that it looks like it was like a, a church there's no yeah because there wouldn't have been it's a fucking uh, ancient key party so the point is we alcohol has gotten <laughs> us a long way but only in the last hundred years do we start to see the hard right towards hyper distillation where we can drink 40 percent alcohol by volume yeah you just didn't see that like even your your whiskeys were not that strong and yeah, there, there I, wasn't the level of distillation that the uh-huh. almost business it is business professional level of consistent distillation to where our bodies were drinking hard liquors and that's where we've gotten now yeah. is that we've developed into an, a nation of drunkards as Ken Burns series said. I remember going to Colonial Williamsburg with Kristen before the girls were born Burn. and there was a beer on the menu of a restaurant that was advertised as like the oldest beer recipe in in America from that era, and they even explain like it's a very low alcohol, two to three percent. And they're like, "This is a beer that was common for everyone, including children, to drink during that time because this was a safer thing to consume than water." Than water. Yeah, 
and the percentage is like two and a half, three percent. So it's not like they're gonna, you know, no child's gonna be allowed to have ten, but you wouldn't want to have ten anyways. Yeah, like the, part of the problem you have with some of the people that want to talk about alcohol back then is they 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 love to bring up that there was typically a bell rung two times, three times a day, and it was called grog time. That was covered on the Bill Maher segment. Yeah, and they had like a and big fat. The problem I saw Bill Maher talking about, it, but the problem with he doesn't mention that technically speaking, it's better to drink that than water. Than water, yeah, because it is hydration, and there isn't an, a, an appreciation for the cultural. It's we don't. They didn't live. They don't live now. We didn't live then. Yeah. Uh, we don't live as hard a life as they did. You gotta think if Bill Maher had been up at four thirty, didn't really eat much because there's not much to eat. Went out, fed, yeah, fed, some- fed what? Hold on, went out, fed what they did have to his animals. Got some raw potatoes, Bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. What about what? some old meat? You know, yeah. I'll just. Uh, Is it the dried stuff? Let me know when you ring the bell. Yeah. And no, so, it's not dried meat. It's just old old meat. meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little, a little. I'm gonna put it go. on that cracky bread that we have. <laughs> I'm gonna get um, some of those fun mushrooms. But that's not the bell. My, my point is, it's there's they, it's almost like he's sitting in judgment of those people and now yeah. sit in judgment of now. Now makes you you in every right to sit in judgment of now, but to sit in judgment of like, hey, we've been up for seven hours and it's noon, grog time. We got another eight hours. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's sustenance. It's uh, it's dam- it's damn near lunch. Yeah. Your old beers are almost as much bread as one would get in a sandwich, and you get your bread, your water, and a little tiny, tiny, tiny day buzz, yeah. so that you can go out and put your arm up a fucking shaft or throw your hey, kids you know, down. Really well. about limiting this to like forty hours a week. Get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying, like, like what if we carved out a di- ah! See what happens when you start thinking? <laughs> Get someone else in here. Get this kid. It'll be a good couple uh, decades before we have a 40 hour work. Week. And that. that's my point. With, I don't know if you heard that. Get back to work throwing your kids down that well. You know, like, <laughs> no one else. Little kids are the only ones that can get down. You know, give them, give them grog time. It's yeah. a small trade. Yeah. Right? But today. There's no. They don't need to. Re- you don't need grog time had, while you're inside Trader Joe's. Go buy your fucking beef jerky. Let's and be your honest. White cheddar popcorn and I, go home and drink it all. I have been at work and seen people just drinking at work. At the old job, it, it was always like after four p.m. on a sat or Friday. It was like beers could be consumed at work on yeah. your computer because it was Friday after four. No particular reason. Yeah. And it was like, that was their way to be cool. Now, <laughs> it got to be where, <laughs> I mean, I would I don't even like beer. But if you're telling me I can come off the road mm-hmm. and we're just going to sit in this office, yeah, I would sit there. And, I mean, like, looking back on it, you're like, thank God it was beer. Yeah. Because had they been like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, sure, open that fucking bottle. Who knows what would happen at that job site? You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. just like... It just invites problems because then you have like a bottle of Fernet downstairs that sits there until one of the employees finds it, and then you find him like half slurring his words to the boss of the company, and you're that's like, "Man, a rough, that's a rough, rough hangover." Yeah, Fernet. Like he didn't know that syrup, and he was loving it going down. He he likes that 
woody kind of niece. It's great. Like I, I remember the first. You time. gave me my first shot yeah. of that when I came over for spaghetti night. Yeah, in in Decatur, and you had and and Kristen had all those elaborate posts on. Oh, I love those photos. But man, y'all still have those? They're somewhere. I'm sure. I mean, they. Uh, those are the kind of Let's photos. Not go into detail. No, no, no. Them. But those are the kind of photos that you ought not have in the category of they're somewhere. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm, I know that they're not. They're I'm not even talking about the. <laughs> we don't the detail of the look. Just yeah. generally, those yeah. aren't photos that I would they're hope not to home. know. They're okay, in my home. They're in your home. They're yeah. not like in a storage unit. No. Okay. No, and in fact, there was one that I had to just throw out once because it had gotten like. Destroy and which just, reminds me, I, I had an idea up, for so a, it couldn't be pieced back together. I've been listening to the old shows and writing some stuff down about what should actually be uh, taken from the world of floating around in the ether and put onto paper and, and show-wise, mm. though. But I had another idea based on that. What you just said, because I was talking about this. That have you seen that shitty show, Storage Wars? Yes. So it's all fake. Yeah. Everything. Yep. They all buy things that they know are in there. They probably own half the Let shit. Let me tell you why I like this locker. <laughs> you sound just like that guy. It's just, it's just, it's just fucking Terry Funk. Good God, it's, it's okay. So hold on. Before you Let go me to- tell you why I like this locker. I saw two boxes back there that said baseball cards. There could be good cards in there. There might also be Tupperware, but I want to find out. I wore my fanny pack today, so you know I mean business. <laughs> you sound exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, look, I want to do, like, the, the spoof of that show is not really much of a spoof. It's the show. Yeah. But it's like when they get into the unit that they paid 100 bucks for, it's like they're going to find, like, the shit that, yeah. $100 unit. Most of these places, it's $4 <laughs> worth of cardboard. Yeah. The boxes... You could probably resell. I love when they get in like, I found this old player piano. I got a guy coming down to look at it tomorrow. We're going to see if it's worth some money. Well, I think it's probably worth about $200. Like, hey, all right. I've already made 100 like, Fucking, I watched that show. I'm like, you know, the Taliban's not wrong. I mean, that right. is one of the Taliban isn't wrong shows, like, and that's like, the series. Like, we wrong. should have a series of like the Taliban isn't wrong about something. Please don't. The Taliban isn't wrong. So anyway, day drinking. <laughs> As I crack my lacroix, it's not a bit either. I I am opening a beer. I'm like seven days shy of uh, five hundred. Good for you. Uh, everyone says that. I don't... It's just 500. It's like, you realize it's not that... Jeez, that was almost an accident. You realize it's not that, it's not that much time. Well, no, I often, like... you. I'm sure you had this in your drinking days where you, like, say, like, I'm 33, 34 years old. I've had drinks more days in my life at this point than I haven't. You know, like, from drinking age anyways. It's like, I could, I could like, take a month off. It's not going to kill me. And then, you know... Uh, 13 days go by and your wife or girlfriend's like, hey, let's go to the movies. And and then you get there and they're like, oh, there's, there's got IPAs. Like Bill Mars said, there's, like, there's oh, well, beer there. I can have a beer tonight. And then yeah. you're just right back in it. Yeah. Like, I so actually, it, is, it is an accomplishment. I did uh, if put going. a date on it. If you remember, I, I had said I, there, that there, it, I didn't know. It was just ongoing, this period of drinking celibacy. Yeah. But what I decided... Was if there is a date, a for sure 
date to put on it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that it's all about balance. A right? date to go back to allowing yourself to have a drink? Is that what you're saying? <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm saying that the prohibition must last this long. Whether or not past this date I choose to drink, I don't know. Oh, okay. I get you. But the prohibition must last this long. Mm-hmm. And so it's been about balance. Everything's been about balance. And I figure that's what I didn't have in my drinking life was balance. I, 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 I did it for fun. I did it to medicate. Yeah. Right? I did it for the podcast because early on, if, I, if you go back and listen to those shows, I mean, those are just booze-fueled yeah. Fun well, yeah, I mean, shows. shit, like fucking cracking a beer on a weeknight if uh, Kristen and the girls are having dinner with the in-laws and I don't have anything to do. Cracking a beer on a weeknight is like fucking jerking off. It's something to do because you're not doing anything. Yeah. You know, I go to the driving like, range it's, it was, and I go home it, and exactly. open a beer. It, it, was a, it was boredom. It was for fun. It And then your problems are it was to cope. It was to for depression. It was to for forget. anxiety. It was to forget, which, you know... You never do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I didn't have balance for nine years, basically, because I didn't really drink until nine years ago, mm-hmm. roughly. And, uh, I mean, I, what I had that job at that liquor store, it, it kind of predated that. So, I, you know, it was, I look back on it, and I used to say I drank because I was in a liquor store. Now I'm starting to think I, I probably got a job at a liquor store, <laughs> because I wanted to get a job at a liquor store. Yeah. You know, you never know. Your psychology is always fucking with you. But I I know now that for nine years I abused it. Call it abuse, call it not having balance, call it whatever it may be. Yeah. But I abuse it. So for nine years I can't have it. There can't be it's nine years of abuse and then nine years of, of prohibition. It's a oh, it's, so your, it's your a, it's a, is nine it's years a full from... balancing act. It's nine years from the, the last date and <clears throat> That must happen. Outside of that, I don't know if I'll, you know, in in seven and a half years, I don't know. Because well, right now, it's just I I cannot tell you. I, I mean, and that's what my friend asked me about. Who had, you know, the guy that got me started on this journey, as far as talking to me about how great it was for him, has relapsed now like four times. Mm. So he comes back to me now in a different light, you know, because we weren't AA buddies. I've never been to a meeting. Yeah, but. It was, you know, the journey. I'm well eclipsed of his longest time. So he's, you know, the roles have reversed. Well, that's a, a it not, I'm not saying cliche in a negative way, but that is a evangelical Christian cliche of the whole thing about being a Christian is when you mess up, getting back on the horse, coming back to Christ. Like, it, that's the whole point. That's part of the AA thing. Like, yes. Oh, that's why I avoid the AA. Well, but that's thing. part of the AA thing. Like, yes, you might relapse, but. But it's coming back to sobriety after the relapse that matters. That I don't know that it. I, Michael, are you is, making I, a point? Because I'm not about that life. I don't no, go. I, I, guess, did, I avoided I gonna, AA for all the reasons you just said. I, I didn't want to oh, have yeah. to do the whole. I not that I didn't want to do your dumbass steps. It was never me being afraid of a of a program. Yeah. In fact, if I felt like a program would be beneficial, I would. I'd be more than happy to. My element was: I'm not going to do this thing y'all do. Yeah, which is you call it the higher power, but it's it's not like yeah. anybody's in here saying assalamualaikum at the end of these meetings. You know that there might that might even be a thing. Larry, I noticed you didn't namaste. <laughs> I don't namaste. You know when the red people. You know when the I was gonna ask: Are you 
mentally prepared for like two years from now saying fuck it I'm gonna have a McAllen and like are you gonna like be mad that you didn't make it to nine if that happens it's not an issue this is not a th- that's not a thing I'm just saying if for some reason that nine you don't make it to nine are you got what's what's there, your mental state look like isn't and there isn't that's my thing that uh, it's not this is not some like Tony Robbins shit either this is not mm. me saying the power of visualization. I'm just saying that the question won't. came up because you said the guy that got you into it relapsed four times. Yeah. So if your if your goal is nine years and you don't make it nine years, do you but see that, that a relapse? I do, I do want to make it clear. He was doing the steps. He was in mm. AA, and now he's using coronavirus as the. I imagine there is a fucking bet ten Betty Ford clinics worth of people who just are are. Frankly, so sad to see the pandemic winding down. They're hoping the Delta variant kicks back up in hard. Because Is that why you have the gator on, the Delta variant? I wear it everywhere. Oh. Because Kristen was surprised to see you not wearing a mask. I think it's six Yeah, flags. she made the comment. I saw her little social media comment. I see you, Kristen. <laughs> she was like, you're not wearing a mask. It's outside. But still. But still what? You're outside. I expected you to be wearing one. Or at least to have one under I, your chin. So I was careful in the early days, pre-vaccination. Once I was vaccinated, you haven't seen me very much since. No, that's true. It's not that you were careful. I think the the people that know that you were on a steady regimen of Wednesday tests just because I, I, pretty much everybody that knows this, about that thought it was excessive. I don't care. So that's my point. When she said he's not wearing a mask, I'm like, eh, man, maybe he's, he's vaccinated. Maybe he's, he doesn't care anymore. It wasn't every Wednesday. You made it sound like it was every Wednesday. Wake up, take close. a shit, get vaccinated, go play golf. Get vaccinated? Oh, <laughs> God. That would have Can I get another one? <laughs> Shoot me up. Um, I want to get so many boosters that I don't need this shit for you're turning 10 blue, years. Yeah. So, no. I mean, that's excessive to y'all. I look at it as it was quite literally a resource that was being unused and being so relatively easy to my house and being... It wasn't even about me. It was about... Yeah. I can peace of mind this and knowing that I, again, if it ever took me more than five minutes, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been a thing. But if I can never leave my car and be in and out in three minutes and have that result in 12 to 13 hours, I don't know what's stopping me from doing that. But also, I don't really care if people think it's excessive because I don't really, I did it because I enjoyed it and it gave me peace of mind. Are you like... I remember the first time I went into the fresh market without uh, no. a mask. Oh, I don't do the I, Listen, the mask is not about, of, even about sickness for me now. It was a couple of weeks ago. Or no, it was probably a month ago now. But they took their signs down and they replaced them with, if you've been vaccinated, feel free Which to no come one, That's the great irony of funny. I live. The great I'm irony of funny in all this. That dude over there buying beer to go to his fucking boat, <laughs> he didn't get a vaccine. <laughs> That's the thing. If you've been vaccinated, you don't have to. If you have an SEC bumper sticker, you have not been vaccinated. Ah, that's not. I think that's a pretty fair assumption. Just like if you're a Georgia fan, you probably didn't go there. That's super fair. (laughs) You know, my my dad's taking advantage of it. He's like, hey, you don't have to wear the mask inside anymore. I haven't for six months, but now people just assume I got vaccinated. Now people don't say, what an asshole, when I walk by. Yeah. Well, in fact, uh, Kristen, for the longest time, she's like, I still want to wear it into, like, the gym and the grocery store because I don't want people to think <clears throat> I'm a Trump supporter. That was that was what was keeping it on it, for her. She's like, I'm vaccinated and I feel safe, but I don't want people the, to think I'm a Republican. The fucking <laughs> abundance of reasons for someone to wear the mask. 
or not to wear the mask or to just. Why don't you wear the mask? It, we all know. It, it, we we're all hip. This thing has been so fucking hyper, you know, hyperized. I don't even know what the just. There is no way for it to not be controversial now. Yeah. So my point now has always been, I, I people have always been gross to me. So if I'm around a bunch of them, I see no reason why not to just slip it on. Yeah. And it makes it easy with the gator because it's like, hello, it's just not like some process I have to do where I yeah. get my purse and take out my fucking mask that says whatever political statement I want to say that day, and then I put that on. I, I, that's not me. I'm not making yeah. a grand show of it. But look, man, I went we for the all the listeners in Atlanta. These Six Flags passes are fifty bucks right now. That includes pass, per person. Per person. Okay. And that includes parking. We and me and Vivian have been four times, so we well paid for it two times ago. We, uh, we went this morning. Mm-hmm. It's no one's ever there in the morning. It's like a fifth of what they used to cost. Like I remember, like when Kristen got her and the girls' passes. It was like two, three, four hundred dollars. Well, yeah, it's a limited time only right now. I don't know what it's going to go back up to. Does it to. extend to Whitewater? Yeah, because I want to go to Whitewater. It's all part I of love Whitewater. I, that's the one I would avoid right now, personally, because I, I always avoided water parks just because I. I kills everything. No, it doesn't. It almost that doo almost killed Walt Weiss's kid. The old baseball player for the Braves got it bad at the wall at the Whitewater right here. That's true, but the slides are so fun. It, if I went now, listen, if I went now, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the Lazy River. I wouldn't do the Wave Pool. But the slides, the slides are fun. Okay. So now you're trying to open, I'm kind of getting my eyes open a bit because I I just don't have the best memories of, of a lot of water parks yeah. other than being gross and floating in that nasty pool. Yeah. The Wave Pool's gross. And the Wave Pool, in a bi- during busy season, it's like a fucking public pool in China. You can't see the water because of all the inner tubes and people in it. It's fucking gross how many people are in it. Like you ever seen those pictures of the Chinese pools? Like, you're talking about, like, thousands of Chinese nationals in tubes, and they're so bunched together. It's like looking at fucking Lollapalooza. You can't see the it's water. Moving as a it's mass. just a moving mass of color and Asians. So it's like... They got off the subway doing yeah. that. Yeah. They transferred it to It's like, I would never, like, I looked at it and I said, I think I showed it to Chris. I said, can you imagine having to take a shit and being in the middle? You can't get out. You're stuck in the pool. You can't, you can't go anywhere. Now there's just turds on all four sides of the That looks like a nightmare. That looks like an outdoor music festival to me. Like, no fucking way. So, so in Whitewater, I avoid the pool. Okay. And we do occasionally get in the river because the girls like the river. But I like the slides. Chinese water. Adventures of Chinese water. Chinese water park's a good title. I mean, one of the... One of the friends that uh, I was mentioning earlier lived in China. I've told these stories, some of these stories to you, for five years. And he was like, you just can't understand China until you've been here. And it's like, you never get it on the news, and you certainly don't get it in the history books. But he was like, I used to take, when his friends would fly in, one of his favorite stops on the tourist trail was one to show them how shitty and touristy the Great Wall is. None of it, it's like all brand new. There's there's like four sections of the wall that are incredibly hard to get to that are actually mm. the right. Great Wall. Right. 
Uh, the rest of it is just a big propaganda piece. But he takes them to the zoo because it's just a fucking bonkers experience. Because it's like a moving mass of people that will buy Coke products at the vending machines and candies and throw them into the animal pits. So the animals have gotten used to these diets of fucking peanut m and The so gorillas will walk over. He sent me a video. Gorilla just picks up a Coke, like yeah. a 20... A, what are you, a 20 ouncer? Those like yeah. bottles with your name on it? Yeah. It's just cracks open the top. So that's that's the exa- kind of shit. Knows exactly what to do. That's the kind of shit whenever any like <laughs> college age white liberal girl wants to talk about how gross we are in this country. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever you think we're doing bad for the zoo animals or the environment, fucking look at India, look at China. There are so many other countries that are doing way worse shit than we are I, I am quick to to get off of Twitter and go fucking outside I am very quick to actually hear you on that because I've long been a critic at best of zoos just because I call them animal prisons but again when you see I mean let's talk honest I always say I call them animal prisons but they have nowhere else to go. I mean, we we are just quite literally running planet like animals out off. Yeah. They might as well, at some point it's like running them into space. When you when you run them into death, it's it's much the same. It's like we're just hurting everything else just via population off the planet. Yeah. We'll make room for you if we can eat you like Indians and milk you. <laughs> <laughs> I know this was yours, but it's ours now. Why? Well, because I said. <laughs> But you can have that shitty patch of land right there, and I'll give you some. Uh, Here's alcohol. Here's some, would you like some blankets? No, 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 no. We fell for that one before. Okay. Well, anyways, you can have some money every now and then, and uh, you can kind of like make your own laws. But um, yeah, I'm taking this. This view is great. <laughs> You guys made a great choice putting your what do you call them teepees? No, no. Wom- wigwams. That's what we'll call them. We're Whatever. Call well, them I'm, you know what? I'm writing the book, so I'm going to call it a teepee. <laughs> yeah. I would love a really honest, a really, <laughs> a really honest imperialist. You know, someone who comes with a cheery disposition. <laughs> what do you call your houses? Uh, I like teepees. <laughs> well, we don't. We don't call them that. Well, I'm going to call it. That. That's what I'm saying. It's like a Hollywood screenwriter. Right. Okay, so still, your occupying force is much like you would put it on the much the same idea. But your guy, your spokesman, like, they, you know, what is this call? What do you do here? See, you introduced yourself as Chief Sitting Bear. That's boring. I'm going to call you Chief Running Bear. That's way more interesting. Our readers are going to like that a lot more. And at the end of the day, you you can't write. So, yeah. what, I mean, or read. So, anyway, I'm going to write it the way yeah. I'm going to write it. It doesn't matter. I'll write something. So, so anyway, I like TP. Move, move along. TP. Move along now. <laughs> I have, like, nine more of these to do today with you people. <laughs> There's, like, six more tribes just on this half stretch alone. you got a beautiful butte out there. Can it's you a, li- actually... Can you leave some of these young ladies with us here, please? Like, let's be full honest. That's what was going on. Yeah. No, but it's similar. When I said your this. land, I meant your land and your women, of course. <laughs> I love the, the braids, by the way. <laughs> my hair, my well, mother's my mother's Jewish, so my hair would never do I'm this. I'm going to be honest. But, Francois told me that these girls were naturally hairless. I didn't believe him. <laughs> 
but boy, oh boy, do you Indians have some things figured out. I got to tell you, you know, no body odor. It's incredible. <laughs> you, when you come from where I come from, you're used to <laughs> funk. But you got, maybe it's the lack of hair. Maybe there's something to, hey, write that down. Maybe stink is in hair. We think the hair keeps the fucking spirits out. But in reality, yeah, I was this... actually just watching that on a, uh, <laughs> I watched a, a documentary about this because they were saying, also, okay, so much to your point, like a, a woman, a, an undergrad talking shit about how America does things completely wrong without any contextualization of what actually happens in the rest of the world. Yeah. People that say they wish they could return to an earlier time, for instance. And, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes people want to talk about, like, they want to go back to the 1700s, the 1800s, the Industrial Revolution, the... Yada, yada, yada. You make me nervous when you look down at the phone like that. I'm just trying to... I'm hoping it's recording. You already made me snot a little bit, so I don't know if I... Anyways, they always talk about... They always talk about uh, wanting to return. But then the question that... We've talked about this on the show before. The question of hygiene rears its head. The stench. The stench Uh, is Here's the thing. To give you context, they were talking specifically about revolutionary France. So this was in the 1790s. Yeah. People were making perfumes using their own piss and a mixture of other things, mm. not just ammonia from their piss. Hopefully no pangolin scale. Hopefully. <laughs> no, they were dealing with the bubonic plague, so they were coming out of that stronger, I think. They were using... This gets rid of the goblins, by the, the way. The use of perfumes was pervasive. I mean, particularly amongst your royalty and your aristocracy. They were actually... Like, Marie Antoinette's favorite perfumes were things that you would be readily familiar with vanilla sandalwood teak like woods like things like that in things pee that, apparently huh in pee no so her, her <laughs> this was like what you know because when that it's like anything else they have the best yeah the rich get the rich right but the demand is there because people want to be rich or they just hear about it or just generally people smell like shit so anything to perfume the stench because the the there were so many obstacles to getting people to bathe the the I mean, the stupidest one is always the greatest, where they say a hot bath would open up your pores and disease would pour in. So the thought being that they would not shower for long periods, and that in their mind, the the stink, the buildup, the grossness is actually a layer of protection. Yeah. I mean, it's endless. You can see, yeah. and you have to keep in mind what we know about humanity today is just as true as it was then. The circumstances weren't, but what yeah. we know about humanity was, which if most if most people do it, that's what most people do. Yeah. So you have this unbelievably stinky culture well, yeah, that gets enamored with perfumes, but they don't really know how to make them. So you start making the shit again out yeah. of oil of worm. There's no like the, it's like a snake oil thing yeah. where half the time liver juice of a calf mixed with piss, mixed with field greens, mixed with that's what they use to make themselves smell better. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you've ever gotten... And they put it in... Like, perfume then wasn't a dab. It wasn't like our our sense of how we would deal with cologne or perfume is like, you know, wrist, wrist, neck, neck, light, you know, keep it light. That's a funny thought. Like, you know, I I can remember a girlfriend I had in middle school. Her mom used gain. And so when I smell gain detergent, I think of the way that, like, she smelled. Uh Like, it's funny to think that, like, some 18-year-old boy from 1790s France... 
would get a whiff of cow liver oil. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, fucking dick got hard. It's just fucking shot up. Oh. You know? <laughs> but but I, they would see themselves. It was cover- yeah. It was a covering. It was a perfume that you, arms, legs, hands, into one's yeah. hair. Like, it was a... Yeah, I mean, if you've ever smelled, like, a, a, a homeless person who's been homeless for a while, like, where you can smell their scalp and you're standing five feet away, <laughs> like, going back in time... <laughs> That's it. You're, it's, you are it's, back in time. It's, it's, you're enveloped in it. <laughs> enveloped. Oh you're, you're, enveloped, enveloped. This is much the same word. I just like the emphasis on lobes. You're like, like I'm fucking, I picked up Monster from the vet yesterday and he's got a yeast infection on his hand. He smells like death. And, and when he's in my car, I was like, you smell like a homeless man's scalp. <laughs> Not hair. You smell like a homeless man's scalp. Which is that's like it's a, a you remember the old very uh, specific that would have been that would have been one for, for uh, Tim Andrews and Southside Steve back in the day just get yeah. an old guy scalp in there just like it's a very specific funk yeah. and if you've ever smelt it or even just gotten close to someone who dwells on the streets if you were to go back to seventeen ninety whatever you'd be surrounded by that yeah absolutely it'd be in the air but the thing is it's like people assume that the rich lived good and the poor lived in these decrepit conditions and they're half right it's just that they all it's not bad even your royal wasn't keen on a bath he might have access to baths 24-7 but he certainly and then the thought like I said there was the sickness aspect the belief that you didn't need to use a lot of water so it was a lot of dry washing that's the other thing it's like dude every time I I see here's the thing every time I see every time I well (laughs) <laughs> it, it certainly doesn't hurt or help my argument. But it, no, no, if you sit in the water, you can get all kinds of <laughs> But my part is always this thought of, like, anytime you see a film like that and they have sex, it's always like, you know, clothing has to be shifted, things happen, and they, he enters the lady. And I'm always like, ooh. How did they make it like without UTIs? That's what I always think. They, about. It, no, that's my point. It must have been it, a UTI now is an inconvenience. You get something to take care of. Back then, it just must have been the condition. Like you just had one. Yeah, like no, I think it was. That's why it's like if you were, had the layers. Like so, they just like I'm not going to sit down to pee every five seconds. I'm, I'm just, just going to pee, pee in my layers. Yeah, and I already smell. Let's be honest. <laughs> and you know, truthfully, the pee smells better than I do. <laughs> Well, not better, but the ammonia knocks everything else out. Yeah, but like, like I think about that often. Like, like Kristen has has gotten them before, and it's usually like well, we just need to make sure that like I have a clean dick, you know, because that can be a reason, sure, or vice versa. But like cleanliness is important if you're prone to UTIs and you're a woman. Yep. And so I can't imagine like when I think about like that fucking Jack the Ripper movie with with Johnny Depp and the, they're just fucking all the time, like the middle of the street. Just, like, and that's like, a great example. Unbathed. Oh. Great example. Unbathed. Not even unbathed. This is the pussy. that is the lo- and let's before we bash on the hooker pussy. And it's the it is far more likely it. that that hooker pussy is infinitely cleaner than the dock guy yeah. coming off a boat who's just gonna like push just, into a brick wall. Yeah, and just and, like and these are sheathed. These are sheathed penises too. Yeah. These are. Oh yeah, uncut. Uh, uncut. There's cheese magma penises yeah. just getting ramrodded. Yeah. Like, and they're not pulling out. No, <laughs> no. no. 
I had five, five pence to go pull it out to nothing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so that's part of what she paid for was yeah. the nut. Yeah, so but the point being, like, I can't, I feel bad for the women of that era who were all like, well, I'll just get another layer of underwear. Yeah. And I'll just piss And that's myself. my point. It must have just been a consistent UTI. Like, there must have been a time when it was like, if you didn't have one, it was like, oh! Like, you know, like you had these bursts of happiness as a woman then. Yeah. Where you, your husband, even your, like, devout, loving husband. Mm hmm. Gave you that shit all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? We, we're talking about the lowest yeah, common yeah, denominators, yeah, no, sure. just shoving nasty sailor dicks into prosties. Even your your local carrot farmer in England comes home, and that's my point. This whole like he comes, you know, Errol. I heard if you sit in water and wash your wash your crotch, <laughs> then I won't get an infection so much. Like I ain't sitting in no water. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and you get that cunny out for me. <laughs> Yeah, everybody just started cutting out in the countryside, yeah. But it's just... It's Thanks just for gross. being so open-minded. Yeah. I live with an infection. <laughs> but that's fine. Just come in me again. I'll have another kill. <laughs> we'll turn this infected hole into a big gaping wound. <laughs> Hope I live! You know, like, you know, it's like... Shit, I man. sure would like it if you'd go to town and get me one of those razors so we would stop stuffing my own hair into my... Into my twat hole. <laughs> uh, no wife of mine's cutting a pig yeah, yeah. hair. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time you do this and you swing your arm, it's like Dick Van Dyke is saying this in my head. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no wife of mine. Ship. <laughs> oh, I like it bushy, all does. Yeah. You know, oh. I hear in France that the men lick the vagina. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, it's this question of, like, do you really want to go back then? Because it's like... Oh, no! It always comes back to me is, like, I was born in the age of the air conditioner. Oh, and yeah. That's I was just going to say that. I just saw an ad on, on Instagram, and it was marketed to golfers, but you could use it anywhere. It looks like, uh, like an igloo cooler, but it's got... Um, uh, Oh, fuck, what's the word? A, a tra heat transfer, whatever unit that air conditioners utilize. It's basically like a poor man's AC. You fill it with ice. It's got a, a converter on the inside, and it blows cool air. And it's not just blowing ice air on you. It's actually doing conversion the way refrigerant kind of works. It's a shitty version of refrigerant. But on a hot day, it's summer leaf. Yeah, it's 300 bucks. You fill it, you put it in the back of your golf cart in that basket, and you get a little vent, and you can blow cold air on the back of your neck while you're playing in July. I'm like, fucking A. Like, I saw that. It's a rich cool. man's toy, though, because $300 well, yeah. for a, a purchase but, that's only got but, six... You go to their website, months. they're taking it to the beach, they're taking it camping, you can oh, take it anywhere. Nice. It's not just golf. That's Because I watched so much golf shit, it was aimed that way. Point being, I see that, and then someone goes, I wish I could go back to 17.9. I'm like, fuck that, they just made up a cooler thing for golfers. I'm not going back in time. I saw an advertisement. We've got seedless watermelons, coolers for golf carts. I saw an advertisement on Pornhub the other day for a thing called the Auto Blow. It looks like a football you put your dick in, and it sucks it. Like, I why would I go back in time? I haven't even talked about the part where they were talking about what they were wiping their asses with. I mean, that alone, toilet paper alone. Yeah, I'm very Costanza. About of course, this. you go too far in the future, you got to deal with the Demolition Man seashells. That's no good. 
Uh, oh, just, we didn't talk about Cosby got out today. So they out. We got some <laughs> news. Maybe. Imagine this is how you raise the <laughs> See, you put the Spanish fly in the drink, <laughs> and then you put the dick in then the pussy. Then you put the pudding pup. Then you put the dick in the pussy, and then they don't know. And then you go to jail when you're 80 and you're old and confused, and then they let you out. Man, it's a wild stuff. Yeah, they're like, you know what? We're putting Derek Chauvin in. We need to let Bill Cosby out. That's only right. (laughs) Did you see the preview for the Many Saints of Newark? I watched it uh, right right before I texted you. It looks pretty good. They're really pushing it, man. I was surprised at the, the both the release and like how I was watching the basketball game with the Hawks, and they're like really pushing it to. Well, it looks like they gave it a budget too. It doesn't look like some shit HBO. I mean, movie. it's been in the can and done for some time now. They, I mean, they only got cut off at COVID for a minute. And then they only had to come back to do some reshoots. Well, and I'm glad I have a better understanding of what it is now because I, I never bothered to read what they were planning on doing. No. I just kind of I knew that Gandolfini's kid was playing him, and I was like, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. And then when I watched the trailer, and <clears throat> we've got the the Dicky Montesanti character is kind of the main focus. And then as soon as I saw that yesterday, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Chris's dad uh-huh. was kind of like Tony's Tony. uh, journeyman into yep. the mob, more or less. And in like, yeah. um, and uh, obviously his mom's going to be a part of it. I imagine somebody's going to be playing Junior. Like yeah, Junior's in it. The, the so, mom, Vera, Vera I hope Hart, Paul Vera Walnuts Hart. is in it. Vera, I believe it's is a young. I, I saw it on the screen. There's a young Paul Walnuts. Because um, uh, they're going to hit all the buttons. Yeah. For the hardcore fans, but the the part I think is probably going to end up getting like blow, like not blowing people's mind, but feeling the best as far as driving is Vera Farmiga as his mom oh and John Bernthal who I believe is playing his dad is it I don't know I don't remember (laughs) seeing Bernthal in the trailer Bernthal's in the trailer several times I'm hoping I don't know if if it works out age wise but I'm hoping that the movie depicts the card game that Tony robs that he gets a pass from that's right. Yeah, because they, they, they talk Jackie, about it a lot. Jackie Jr. tries to, yeah, and then Jackie Jr. Which tries is to like, do it again, and it doesn't doesn't oh, quite go as well. It's the greatest. I love that whole thing because it was just just to tie it back to the Sopranos for a second. Of all my storylines, that when I've watched, I'm watching it, rewatching it right now. Well, I just love the whole Jackie thing because one, he's a prick. Yeah, he's a douche. And they li- and yeah, if my father was here, he wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah my father. It, it's just like, bro, <laughs> your jacket's too big. You look stupid. <laughs> but just the idea that this idiot Ralphie tells you, you that, tells you this, and then oh yeah, he's fucking. You're taking a like. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Tony twice in his life could have said Ralph Cifaretto, really. Like, like taking advice from this guy, it's Ralph Cifaretto, Janice. Get Jesus fuck! Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's when he gets shot in the head. I really like it. And I <laughs> when, when, when and when I go to the funeral and everyone's crying. Oh, uh, and then what's the Meadow start throwing the bread? I love that whole thing. You got yeah. you got Junior singing. It's a very Sopranos moment. But the whole Jackie getting clipped for trying to fucking. I, I just like it when people like it's like anything else in that show. I always loved it when people overstepped. Yeah, like the two junior idiots when they shoot Chris, Matthew Bevilacqua. <laughs> but I really, I mean, Tony's kid, 
you look the other way on that Matthew Matthew Bell Parkwood thing, and I'll never forget that. Whoa, 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 whoa! We didn't say you could do any wet work. We let you earn. <laughs> he looked the other way. Uh, no, but like, uh, they're just—it's a good—it's a good. It looks like I, I don't know. It's tough for me because I'm like I don't want to get too hyped. Yeah, because it could still be a turd. It could be a turd. It could be. I I personally hope for uh, the Gandolfini legacy. It's not because it's a pretty big thing that his kid who looks like him is playing him. You know what I mean? Like you'd hate legacy wise for it to be a turd when that's such sort of a like. Can you imagine like acting in the role of your young father when your father died and you were when you were at a young age and then the movie <laughs> sucking. <laughs> no, or getting received poorly. But I, I don't know. I, I guess I somewhat trust them enough. We'll see. David Chase is behind it. Yeah, we'll see. It's, I don't imagine we're going to see anybody we're we're familiar with though, because everyone's young. I don't know. I, I know a lot of actors in it. We'll see. It's a really well from the cast. I mean, you're not going to see anybody from the Sopranos well, cast in this movie. That would be ridiculous. They tried to. <laughs> But that's my point. The like, voice in that in the background that says the release date is uh, it's October first. Is uh, I know, but the, they announced it or whatever. That it's fucking not not Galtieri, but his. I'm having a total brain fart. The musician. Oh, Sil. Sil Silvio Dante is the yeah. guy that's talking in the background. So, it, I mean, I hope it's good. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, hope MMP's doing well down in Australia too. Likewise, he he's he checked in a couple times. I know we told year. him we were trying to do something. Have you have you seen this? Uh, there is a tie-in here, and I've we seen, got like I have like a four-minute yeah. warning. Did you I see? Have to drive away. Did you see the new It movies? The first. I saw one, the first one. one. Okay. I didn't see the second one. I, I I saw the first one, and I saw the first 15 minutes of the, where he like bites a kid in half. Okay. If you get a chance to watch the second one, you should. And this is the Sopranos tie-in. Every actor they cast to play the adult version of the kids from the first one is like spot-on perfect. Like Bill Hader. Oh, I saw. Yeah, Bill Hader plays Richie, and the guy who plays an older version of Eddie. Like they not only like pick, they picked up on like speech patterns and cadences and appearances and expressions. Like the casting is perfect. You know, I, I don't maybe not with the girl character. It's good, but she doesn't necessarily look a whole lot like the Jessica Chastain. Yeah, but regardless, my point is, I hope whoever like if Polly Walnuts is in this movie as a younger version, if Sill is in it as a younger, I hope whoever they cast does they a good job. Have to you can't they cast, don't you can't like, cast Gandolfini to do this right and and like you almost are committed. You're pot committed. Right. To finding actors who not just master some of the look of the walnuts, but we got to hear like the earliest intonation of, of his bad jokes. Like he has to be irregardless. Irregardless. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch that. You know, like all the things that. What set, the fuck? Yeah, like I'll do it, to him, You know, yeah. I'll fucking kill him. Like all these things. The very the the, the speech pattern, the the neatness. Yeah. The, like of a Pauli Galtieri. And then, like, the hooring of, of a cell. Like, yeah. somewhere in between. Like, Silvio's business acumen right right yeah. away. You know? Well, I mean, there, and there's so many... Uh, if, if Hesh is in it, you know... Hesh has to be. Like, if you think about the characters that knew Tony's dad, they have to, they most likely are in the movies. Like, whoever they cast, 
they better like you never saw Dicky Moltisanti in The Sopranos. Well, he's so, long so, dead. I know. So he can be any he can be any which way he wants. Yeah. But you know, even if they have a young Chris Moltisanti, they better do like, a good who's job. Who's Ray Liotta in this? I don't even want to look stuff up, but I'm like, what is Ray Liotta doing in this? Is uh, is Johnny Sack going to be in it as a younger version of himself? Oh, is uh, really, is Jenny Fish Lips. Skinny Jenny? Is Fish Lips? What's what's what was uh, Johnny Sack's boss's name? Carmine Lupitazzi. Yeah, is, is Carmine going to be in it? Carmine. What do these actors look like? Do they do a good job at 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 least capturing the essence of the actors who play these I, older people? Just knowing about David Chase from the original series, I just don't see any way around it. I, I don't think he would have even made the movie yeah. if he couldn't get these people that, cast. That's my only point. That'll be the big letdown. If Polly Walnuts has a five-minute shot in the movie and it's some it's just clearly dickhead not. who can't do it. Right. It's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> You got a, well, you got James Gandolfini's actual kid who <laughs> looks like him and can impersonate him. I, I'll end it with this. You can with you this imagine guy? you're not you're you're an actor? I guess he wasn't really right. The kid Gandolfini Jr. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a. I think he was a working actor to a was degree. He? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. So I, yeah. I'm going to speak from a place of like I don't think he was like a working actor. I think he's got some credits. Okay, and I think he was like not a working actor. That like that's all he was doing. I think he was his dad left him. James was like the greatest dude in the world. If you ever heard about what he left in his will, it's like astounding how he took care of his family. But not just monetarily, like everyone in his family. Like hmm. His his fucking house cleaner got set up just because he was like, this is the best woman in the world. Like all the things. James Gandolfini was truly one of the best humans ever. But anyways, I don't even know where I was going with this. Just this kid in the acting, acting yeah. history? I don't know. Well... Fuck, I, 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 had an edible, fart. I, think I had an edible kick in on me here. <laughs> fart, cum, tits. Cum we'll wrap fart. it with fart, cum, and tits. Hey, we did a show because we can make it happen. We don't know when we'll make it happen again, but I always like to make them, so we'll keep trying. Yeah, well, we did one. What is this? This is June 30th. We'll do another one in six months. Yeah. <laughs> How? I got something. It was worth it for your one line about the...